0: On this episode of the Mama's Conganas podcast, I'm going to be talking about the power of the truth. Big word, I know. The power of the truth. Now, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, uh, you'll notice that I have power virtues that I bring up, and these power virtues, I I name the episode the power of something. For example, I've done an episode on the power of accountability, the power of faith, the power of persistence, the power of forgiveness. And these are all words that if you allow to enter your space and your mind and your spirit and your life, they will transform your life in every way possible. So this hit me yesterday, like sort of like a little lightning bulb bolt that I got in my mind and I had a voice in my head say, Valentina, you need to do an episode about the power of the truth. Now, I know a lot of people talk about the truth as being something like a, mor- a discussion of morality, right? The reason why it's bad, like we teach our children why it's bad to lie and the pain that you can cause somebody when you're lying to them. Um, but I think that in reality, it's not just a question of morality, but also a question of what, you know, how how damaging it actually is, not just to the people around you when you lie, but to yourself. Because I think there's only one person we can lie to, and that's ourselves. When we're not truthful with others, we're not being truthful with ourselves, we're not being able to, to be authentic, to live in our authenticity. And I know sometimes confronting the truth can be so, so bitter and painful And that's why we avoid it, right? Um, Why do people lie? People lie because a lot of times, or why do we lie as humans? We lie because we're trying to put up a front, because we're trying to showcase our life as perfect, uh, because we're ashamed of our imperfections. It's almost like we've been taught to feel guilty about the fact that we're not perfect. Nobody's perfect. But I say that we're perfectly imperfect. And so we sort of need to, in examining the word truth, it came to mind that the first thing we need to do, obviously, is to be self-aware of where we're lying to ourselves. Because I think the first thing is we need to examine when we look at the word truth and we try to bring the truth into our lives, because I'm sure you've heard this beautiful phrase uh, that says the truth will set you free. And it does. The truth is liberating. The truth will, will feel light. You won't feel heavy. Um, when, you're, when people lie or you're living inauthentically. there's an emotional baggage that you're taking with you. It's like you're dragging anxiety and stress and, and the stress that in any moment, people can find out the true you and who you really are. And a lot of people lie to themselves about the fact that they're lying to themselves. This is the funny thing? I think we've all done that. I've been guilty of it myself. It's like we want to sort of deny the fact that we have these faults that we're not perfect, that we have um, weaknesses, and that sometimes we fail. Not only we fail ourselves, but we also fail the people that we love. And so we we can fall into the trap of wanting to hide that. And that's when the lie comes in but in examining those lies and in really confronting our truth which can seem like opening the closet full of worms and ghosts and bats and spiders and cucarachas <laughs> everything right we try to hide that close that closet and we pretend our life is perfect and social media is is full of that right and interestingly enough a lot of the people that we end up following afterwards are people that are completely authentic in their imperfections. And I find that authenticity is really magical because it connects us and it makes us relate to that other person. It's very hard to relate to somebody who's perfect. But when we see somebody on social media, like for example, the person who comes to mind is Celeste Barber. I don't know if you follow her, but she's hilarious. It's this chick from uh, Great Britain who takes these poses of models and videos that these beautiful women do. And then she does it in her own clumsy way. And it's like, she's laughing at her imperfections at her cellulite and her stretch marks and her fat. And any woman that looks at her can relate to that. It's because in a way she's, ex- not in a way she is exposing the truth. The truth that none of us are perfect. And it's, and it's so um, refreshing when we see people in their authenticity, because it's like, it allows us to feel that we can also laugh at our imperfections and that we can also expose our vulnerability and not try so hard to put up that appearance of being perfect. Now, all of this starts with self-awareness. We need to be self-aware of where our imperfections lie, of where we sometimes fall short, where we disappoint other people and our weaknesses in general. And I think even that in itself, that work of being self-aware of those things is it's hard work. And But here at Mamas ko ganas, mamacita, dude, that's what we do. That's what we're here for. We're here to look at where we can, where we can better ourselves. And, you know, I, the kind of love that I feel that, I know I need and I know sometimes that you're going to need as listeners is like this tough love where I'm like loving on you because I love you and um and you're my mamacita but sometimes we got to examine like where we are not getting it right because the only way to grow and the only way to evolve is to examine first where we're at here's an inspired idea What if we fed our hair with the same nourishing ingredients that we feed our bodies? I've been using clean, simple, kitchen-crafted recipes from Hair Food and have seen amazing results. Whatever hair texture or hair type you have, your Hungry Do will feel well-fed from the superfood ingredients packed into every bottle of Hair Food. Oh, and did I mention the scents? Everything from coconut milk and chai spice to refreshing tea tree and lavender water. They're all so different and they all smell so good. Every hair food product is free of sulfates, parabens, dyes, and mineral oils because your hair does not want to be eating that. So if you're looking to nourish your hair, really nourish it, it's got to be hair food. Look for it at Amazon, Walmart, and Target. It all starts with self-awareness. So it's that, the awareness of where our faults are. And now I'll go back to self-awareness in a bit and I'll show you how you can actually enter into self-awareness in where you may be lying to yourself, right? It's not gonna be a fun exercise, but it is powerful as heck, like really powerful. And I've done it to myself. The first time I did it, oh my God, I cried for like ever. And then it just like, it released me of so much baggage. And now I do it on a constant basis. I'll show you that. After we're self-aware of where we're lying to ourselves, or we're perhaps we're being inauthentic with the people that we have relationships with, we need to enter a self-acceptance, right? Once we see how things are not worse than they are, and not better than they are, but as they truly are, once we see and examine ourselves, we need to accept ourselves. And that's that's also tough as well. You know, it's like when you look in the mirror and you've gained a couple pounds, you know, we can lie to ourselves and say, okay, maybe I'm not you know, oh, no, be fine. And then we gain another pound and we get another pound. And then all of a sudden we're like 10 pounds heavier. And we look in the mirror when we actually step into the truth of like, oh, my gosh, I need to do something about it. I have not exercised. I'm not eating. I'm not eating right. It's like it sucks. But at least we're like facing reality. Right. And then afterwards we can do something about it. So it takes self-awareness and then self-acceptance which is just loving you as is and accepting yourself as is. After we do those two things, we can move forward into self-realization. So into setting those goals and into making it happen. But it does take those steps that are not so fun. So when we're trying to think of where we fall short in our lives, I wrote down some questions in my journal. These are questions that I ask myself from time to time, or if there's an area in particular in my life that's not working out the way I really want it to, I start asking myself these questions. And I started doing this work uh, when I read the book, The Spiritual Divorce. Spiritual Divorce was like one of those books that like transformed my life completely. The author of the book is Debbie Ford. Debbie Ford spent her life. She uh, she passed away, but she spent her life literally doing seminars on um, what she called shadows, shadow work. So what she did in her seminars is basically have people face their shadows. So they're like, they're demons, you know, the, the closet, the, the, the demons in the closet, the ghosts in the closet I was talking about. And she would have people examine those things and really be aware of those things, bring those monsters out of the closet. And then after that, she would exa- have people examine their light. So the opposite, all of their virtues where, where they're strong, those things that make them unique, those things that, that they do right, right? Because we can't just examine one thing. We can't. There's a duality in life. We can't just examine the bad things. We also have to examine the good things, right? Those two things together when, when they're brought together, that's when we can actually make change happen. Because we can't just feel debilitated by, by what we do wrong and by our weaknesses. We then need to realize, hey, we're actually really strong as well. We have a lot of strengths that we can use to move in the direction that we want our life to go. So I'm going to give you some questions that I want you to jot down in your journal, and then you can do them for yourself. And the questions are these. Okay, so first, I want you to think of an area in your life where you feel held back perhaps it's your finances, perhaps it's your work, you're unhappy at work, perhaps you're unhappy in a relationship, or perhaps you're you're not feeling healthy, and the part in your life that you're really not happy with is your fitness, or perhaps it's your spirituality, your connection to the divine, your connection to God, or maybe it's your environment at home, maybe it's The space that you live in that you feel is disorganized, whatever that thing is in your life that you're discontent with, think about it for a moment. And I want you to think about these questions. What is holding you back from having that area of your life the way you would like it to be? Now, When you answer this, be very careful, (laughs) do not fall into the trap of blaming somebody else for what's holding you back. Because remember, this is all about you and where your shortcomings are, your weaknesses, and maybe perhaps what you're not examining that you need to examine in order to empower yourself to make a difference in that area. So think about what's holding you back in that area and how you might be sabotaging yourself in that area. Another question with regards to that area in your life is, how am I flawed in this area? Meaning what are you not doing that you might be, you probably should be doing in order to change that? So it's all about examining yourself and listen, this is not fun. (laughs) Nobody likes to look at their faults and their weaknesses. I'm included in that. The first time I did this, I remember I, uh, it's interesting because the way the exercise went and I'll, and I'll share this with you because if you're having a, um, a difficult time in a particular aspect in your life, and you're telling yourself, but no, but I've done everything, but I've done everything possible that I could do in order to make that part better, and it's still not working. And you find yourself finding yourself frustrated, and perhaps pointing the finger at something else, at another person, at your circumstances, at whatever it is. Then the question that I'm going to ask you is this: Where are your triggers? Like where? What about other people? Really irritates you. Like when somebody does, what is it that when somebody does whatever they're doing, something like what do you find really irritating about people? Like where are you triggered in life? Is it when people are, I don't know, is it where when people, where people, when people are dishonest? Is it when people are lazy? Is it when people are irresponsible? Is it when people think of something that people do that every single time you see somebody do that, you just get so angry and you get triggered, right? That's step number one. And then ask yourself, what's the characteristic of that person? So let's say, for example, you're the type of person who's driving and you hate it. You absolutely hate it when somebody like cuts you off in traffic. Like you cannot stand that. It like drives you berserk. And when somebody does that, you start I don't know, cussing in the car, whatever it is. Okay, let's just say it's that. Now ask yourself, what's the characteristic of a person that does that? So you could say uh, rude, you could say inconsiderate, right? Those could be two things. And then the next part is the question that's hard and it's, when are you rude? And in what instances are you inconsiderate? And that will get your juices flowing. And that exercise, when I did the trigger exercise and the things that really irritated me about other people, like I remember one of my triggers was like I hated it when I saw people being selfish or when people like were lazy. Like it just, oh, just irritated the heck out of me. And then when I asked myself the question, when am I selfish? When am I lazy? I like broke down into tears. Because it was like I was, as if I was confronting this truth for the first time that was showing me my mirror and it was painful. (laughs) I'm not gonna lie, it wasn't fun, but I can say it was so powerful because it showed me the map, the roadmap as to the things that I needed to work on. And then it was no longer this thing that I needed to be ashamed and like pretend to people that I wasn't sometimes lazy or that I, that I wasn't, or pretend to people that I was like super selfless and always perfect and giving and giving and giving and never being s- selfish. Because the truth is that we all inhibit these qualities sometimes more than others, right? And those things that irritated me the most were the things that I was trying to hide the most about myself. Because since there were things that I disliked or I hated when people showed those characteristics, of course I wanted to hide that I was not like that at all. So obviously the, the, the exercise was painful. And if you do this for yourself, you'll discover, wow, some stuff, some monsters in the closet, And after you've had a good cry about how you did it wrong, about how you failed, about how you made mistakes, about how you did, you know, how that characteristic, that characteristic that for you is shameful, about how you put it in the closet. Once you open up that closet, it's like, okay, now I know who I am. Even the darkest, shittiest parts about myself. (laughs) right? I'm like, okay, this is who I am. Sometimes, not always, be, be, be nice to yourself. Don't be like making it, don't put yourself down too much either because some people go the other extreme, right? It's about seeing things, seeing things as they are, not worse than they are and not better than they are. It's just seeing things from a place of neutrality. And then once you see that, you can empower yourself to make a difference because you'll be like, you know what? It's not right when I do this, and I don't want to feel like this again. I'm going to make more of an effort to be selfless. I'm going to be make more of an effort to be to uh, to be industrious and hardworking and responsible, whatever that is for you, right? So, those are questions, like I said, and exercises that you can do to see is there an aspect and an area of my life where I've really been closing my eyes and ignoring the fact that maybe I need to work on something. And I promise you, the truth will set you free. Once you see those things, you will no longer be ashamed of it because the next thing you have to do is the self-acceptance part. And there you have to be kind to yourself. You need to tell yourself, it's okay. Those mistakes that I made, Those crappy decisions that I decided to follow through with, those, those things are part of my past, but now I know better and I accept myself and I am deciding to love myself and to become a better person from now on. And then you have to truly enter, you know, and then I really recommend listening to the power of forgiveness. Because in order to be able to get self-acceptance and, and when you once you face the truth, you're gonna need to forgive yourself perhaps. And the work of forgiving yourself is sometimes really hard. I think it's harder to forgive ourselves than it is other people. Because sometimes what we're mad at is the fact that we let ourselves be deceived. Even when people lie to us and cheat on us and do all these things, we might come to the realization that the person we're really upset at is ourselves, upset for having fallen into that trap or upset for not being smart enough or intelligent enough. And so, yeah, we have to do that self-love work and then like embrace ourselves and all our, and all our imperfections and all our flaws. And then the next step, finally, of course, is self-realization. And self so realization, in a way, sometimes happens and comes as we're doing the other part of the work. So as we're still learning to accept ourselves, we're, we're start, we're, we try to become better, right? This is why you're listening to this podcast. If you're listening to this podcast, it's not because you want to listen to gossip or it's not because you want to listen to, to something empty. You're searching something within yourself you're trying to discover yourself and to know yourself better and to really dig deep as to what's the purpose of my life how can i take all these gifts that god has given me whatever those gifts are that he's given you and i know god's given you gifts what are what are the what can i do with all this beautiful stuff that god has given me i know you're trying to To become successful. But success doesn't come without mistakes. Any successful person will tell you that. Actually, the more you read about success, the more you read about failure, which is hilarious. So I always say failure is the seed to an equivalent advantage. And that was from Napoleon Hill, uh, the book Think and Grow Rich. So don't be scared, Mamacita, to open up that closet to perhaps look at your truth, the hard truth. In, in English, they have a um, they have a saying that you know the 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 brutal honesty or radical honesty, being brutally honest with yourself, being radically honest with yourself. There's something to be said about that. And people who practice it with themselves, it's not about you know people think oh truth is about you know if somebody asked me how do I look in this outfit, you being you crushing that person's spirit and tell them oh you look awful. No, it has nothing. You know, there's, that's just hurting somebody's feelings, right? You can be honest and truthful with them in kindness. Truth is not always harsh. Yeah, perhaps sometimes it is. But I think when it's, you know, geared towards somebody, we also have to think about the way that they might be receiving the message. But when we're with ourselves, we need to be brutally and radically honest and literally tell ourselves those things that perhaps we didn't wanna listen to because we were trying to blind ourselves. So anyways, if you do this exercise, please go to the website, share with me what you learned about yourself. If you discovered anything, if you're now wanting to work on something that you were unwilling to look at before, go to mamasconganas.com forward slash 67 and tell me, all about it, did the exercise work for you? Did, did you discover something? Was there something that you were hiding from yourself? Were you lying to yourself in in a particular area of your life? And now that you've done the exercise and you know where you might perhaps were not being truthful to yourself, what is it that you want to work on? What is it that you want to accomplish? What is it that you commit to do moving forward? You know, it's funny. Because I've always, since I can remember, always loved the word truth. It's like, really, it's like one of my favorite freaking words, truth. And I think it's because my mom, when I was like little, she would really reprimand us. There was one thing my mom couldn't stand, and it was lies. And my mom would say something that I think it's quite funny. I'm gonna say it in Spanish first. She would say, Si tiene las bolas de hacer algo, you better have the bolas to say it. So she's like, if you're gonna do something, you better have the balls to say what you did. So she's like always emphasized the fact that if you're if you're if you're doing something, you better be able to talk about it openly. And if you're not, if you're ashamed of that thing, then don't do it. And it's funny because that's always accompanied me through life, and and to me, I, I've always found, you know, truth to be something that I strive to, not only for, you know, towards others, but also to myself. But there was a moment in, in in time where, when I went through my divorce, where I had to examine what I thought was a complete failure, and then what I when I what I learned was that. The thing that I valued the most, which was the truth, was something that I had to examine within myself in the sense that there were things, I mean, not horrible things, but there were things that were painful that I had to say, man, like, I want to be better at this. And so I was confronted with the fact that like, oops, that thing that you really strive towards Maybe you're not really striving towards it as much as you think you are, and it's funny because it, although it was shameful in admitting that, afterwards it reignited that like that desire to always walk alongside truth. Because I did feel that when we are truthful, I mean, when we when we do look at things about ourselves that we dislike, we we walk lighter, and life is just better. Anyways, side story. I love you, Mamacita. Go do your exercises, your journal. Find out what it is that you that you want to improve. Keep growing. Don't be a mama con drama. Let's be mamacitas con ganas. Mwah